Welcome to the Mere Disciple Podcast. This is Pastor Jeff Strong broadcasting from Nelson, British Columbia. And welcome to our fourth podcast as we move through the different Enneagram types. We're exploring the Enneagram and how we can use it as a tool for personal and spiritual growth. And today we're going to be looking at type four, sometimes referred to as the individualist, but I prefer to refer to fours as romantics, the romantic. So let's just do a brief recap of what the Enneagram is, and this comes courtesy of Beth McCord. The Enneagram, which means Ennea, nine, gram, diagram, is simply a map for self-discovery and personal growth. The diagram describes nine basic personality types based upon their unique ways of seeing and relating to the world. The Enneagram accurately and clearly describes why you think, feel, and behave in particular ways based on core fears and core desires. And the power of the Enneagram is in its ability to harness and transform self-defeating behaviors into life-enhancing personal empowerment. The gift of the Enneagram is that through self-discovery, one can create and sustain meaningful and lasting relationships with others, God, and themselves. So let's look at Enneagram Type 4, The Romantic. People of this personality type tend to build their identities around their perception of themselves as being somehow different or unique, and they are thus self-consciously individualistic. Fours tend to see their difference from others as being both a gift and a curse. A gift because it sets them apart from those that they perceive as being common, but a curse as it so often seems to separate them from simpler forms of happiness that others so readily seem to enjoy. And therefore fours can manage to feel superior to others while simultaneously and secretly harboring some degree of longing and envy. Often highly creative, fours are emotionally complex and very sensitive. They long to be understood and appreciated for their authentic selves, but easily feel misunderstood and often unappreciated. And they have a tendency to withdraw in the face of a world that seems harsh or cruel and are often somewhat moody or temperamental. They are centered on their emotions and they spend much of their lives focused on their own internal mental landscape where they feel free to cultivate and analyze their feelings. A desire to manifest this internal world often leads fours into an interest in the arts and many become actual artists. Now, whether artistic or not, however, more, most fours are aesthetically sensitive and concerned with self-expression and self-revelation whether it be through the clothes that they wear or in the overall nature of their often idiosyncratic lifestyles. Fours are somewhat melancholic by their disposition and so under stress they can tend to lapse into depression. And they also tend to be self-absorbed even under the best circumstances. But when unbalanced easily give way to a self-indulgence that they perceive as being fully justified as a way to compensate for the general lack of pleasure they experience often in their day-to-day -day lives. 
Rather than look for practical solutions to their difficulties, fours are prone to fantasize about a savior who's going to come and rescue them from their unhappiness. So what drives a type four to think and feel and behave in these particular ways? Well, the core fear of a four is being ordinary. And in their minds, to be ordinary is to be inadequate, to be mundane, to be insignificant. And so that lies often at the core of a four, of being seen or perceiving themselves as simply being ordinary and not special and deflect, uh, defective and flawed as a result. Their core desire is to be unique, to be special. And that is tied up with a word that's very important for fours, which is to be authentic. When a four, ha a four has this desire to come to know and reveal its authentic self, because at its most authentic, the four believes it is also the most unique and special and will be celebrated for that authenticity. Now, the core weakness or the, the core sin that will tug at the heart of a four, maybe more than others, is the sin of envy. Feeling that they are tragically flawed, that something foundational is missing inside of them, and that other people possess the qualities that they lack. Richard Rohr writes, fours see immediately who have more style, more class, more taste, more talent, more unusual ideas, more genius than they do. And then he goes on to say, there is nothing that a four couldn't be envious about. The core longing for a four, the, that, that message in their heart of hearts that they long to hear is that you are seen, you are loved for exactly who you are, and who you are is special and unique. Now, when we're talking about a four and looking at their direction of growth and stress, because the Enneagram does predict based on our type that we will take on uh, maturing postures of another type uh, when we're in a good place and we'll take on um, immature or disintegrative or stressful postures of a different type when we're undergoing um, when we're you know to use common parlance just in a bad place if things aren't going well if we're kind of succumbing to internal and external pressures and stressors when moving in the direction of stress force suddenly become very over involved and very clingy like an unhealthy two However, when they are moving in a direction of growth and integration, fours become much more objective and much more principled in a way that is reflected in healthy ones. So when we're looking at fours, how do we grow as a four? If you are a four, what are tangible steps that you can take to move in that direction of growth? There's a few good um, reflections here from the Enneagram Institute. First of all, learn not to pay so much attention to your feelings because they are not a true source of support for you, as you probably already know. Fours are, fours have a, a love-hate relationship with their feelings because their feelings are very intense and 
are very deep and foresee them as a bridge to uh, move towards and discover their authentic selves. But that temptation can also be, um, well, that desire and that, um, that pathway can also be inverted in such a way that force can become overwhelmed and trapped and dominated by those feelings. Remember this advice. From our present perspective, we can also see that one of the most important mistakes fours make is to equate themselves with their feelings. And the fallacy is that to understand themselves, fours must understand their feelings, particularly their negative ones, before acting. Always remember that your feelings are telling you something about yourself, but only for the particular moment, not necessarily more than that. Another thing for fours to consider as they seek to move in a more healthy and integrated direction is that they should avoid putting off things until they are, quote, in the right mood. Giving over too much volitional autonomy to their uh, moods and emotions is a continual source of temptation for a four. And so it's important for a four to commit themselves to being productive and to do meaningful work that will contribute to their good and to the good of other peoples, no matter how small the contribution may be and whether or not in the moment they feel particularly jazzed about it. Working consistently in the real world will create a context that'll help fours discover themselves and their talents. I like this line here. It says, fours will not find themselves in a vacuum or while waiting for inspiration to strike. And so connect and stay connected with the real world through commitments to advance good. You may never feel as a four that you are ready to take on a challenge, particularly a large one. It will be tempting for a four to always feel like they need more time. Uh, Fours typically never feel that they are sufficiently quote unquote together enough, but they must nevertheless have the courage to stop putting off their lives and keep pushing the commitment down the road and take action. And so even if a four starts small, that's an important step. And fours need to practice that discipline of committing themselves to doing something that will bring out the best in them. Lastly, in order to pursue growth, a four can really learn to embrace discipline and routine. That's difficult for a four because a four will often equate a healthy self-discipline as being contrary to their freedom or to their individuality. And yet, a healthy self-discipline actually advances and increases our capacity for genuine freedom and individuation. A four needs to be aware that um, leaning into sensual experiences, whether they are excessive sexual experiences, excessive use of drugs, alcohol, excessive over-reliance on sleep, or even excessive um, fantasizing about the way things could be or should be, having this romantic, hyper-idealized vision in their mind. Off the, these um, hyper-sensualized pursuits often have a debilitating effect on them 
And so this is where self-discipline comes in. As we learn to live in and stay connected to the real world in an imperfect world, um, that allowing that discipline to move us into regular patterns, regular hours, um, regular uh, efforts around work and community responsibilities, regular exercise regimes. These are small but powerfully cumulative effects that overall strengthen a four's ability to come into a balance. And so practice practicing healthy self-discipline and embracing routines in our everyday life is really, really important for a four. How do we support a four? If we are not a four, but we have a four in our life, well, to create rapport, appreciate the emotional sensitivity and the creativity that a four brings into your life. Try and avoid insisting that a four be rational or that they stop being emotional or that they conform to a pattern. So these, these themes of uh, talk around um, rationality, any talk that seems to intonate that they need to somehow shut down their emotions or that they need to conform to a prescribed pattern, those tend to be received as a threat to four. And so we want to be careful about our language, inviting them into things rather than feeling like we're, we're asking them to shut down or sideline a very important part of who they are, which is their emotions and their desire to be, to express their individuality through their authentic creativity. We can join fours in valuing style and individualism and depth of feeling. Fours really can teach us a lot about what it means to feel things deeply and not run away from our emotions. If you're in conflict with a four, it's really important to challenge them to avoid wounded withdrawal on the one hand or angry outbursts on the other. Stay in the middle ground. When they're upset, don't take everything they say too literally, since it may be only the feeling of the moment that they're expressing. And to support their growth, you can support fours in achieving emotional balance and staying on track by encouraging them to express their feelings safely, rather than getting caught in a chronic negative cycle, um, negative thoughts which can spiral into depression. Help them to fight their inner critic and to resist internalizing blame and then get them to watch what they say and consider their impact on others. So just helping them to temper some of their language that is giving voice to strong emotions that are in the moment, but making sure that that is being packaged and delivered in a way that won't feel um, attacking to someone on the receiving end. When it comes to the fours and the gospel, the good news of Christianity. There's a lot, there are unique resources within the Christian faith for fours who are seeking to move towards integration, healing, growth, maturation. As one writer says, perhaps the best part about being a four is knowing that beauty is an essential part of the Christian story. The heart of Christianity, which is that God comes and sacrifices himself for us isn't just historically true or propositionally true, although it's those things. It's also a beautiful truth. 
the gospel is aesthetically true. Our God is one whose steadfast love never quits, whose mercy for sinners never fails, whose justice over evil always triumphs, whose future redemption will make all things new forever. And this entire redemption narrative that uplifts the downtrodden and the marginalized is a real healing bomb in the heart of a four. It gives us a savior God who was born in a stable and crucified like a criminal for people who hate him. And this story, this God is so much bigger, so much fuller, so much lovelier and so much more attractive than all of the alternatives. And you don't have to be an Enneagram four to see and appreciate the gospel and this dimension of the gospel. But uh, one four who is a Christian says, I have to admit it might help. It's helped them as they see um, this dimensionality of the gospel. I think some of the themes or scriptures that might be really important for a four to internalize through memorization and repeated prayer and reflection would be scriptures like Psalm 139, where the psalmist says, I praise you, God, because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I know your works are wonderful. I know that full well, right? This deep affirmation that I know there is something special about me that um, I'm knit together in my mother's womb. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. There is something um, essentially unique and special about who I am and who you are. And that is because God has handcrafted each one of us. And in Ephesians 2.10, it says, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Ephesians 2 is this powerful affirmation that, yes, we are God's workmanship. And we might think of that word as being simply connected to maybe a carpenter or a stonemason, but it also has an artistic end of it as well, that we are God's um, artistry. We are created in Christ to do good, to express the, not just the functional goodness of God, but the beautiful goodness and glory of God. And so that is part of our human task, and that is part of God's redemptive mode within us, is to not simply redeem us to good works of um, important, but very tangible um, needs, right? Feeding the poor, uh, clothing the naked, but part of those good works includes bringing uh, the full dimensionality of God's uh, goodness and glory to, um, to expression through music and art and creative expressions of all kinds. So I think it's important for fours to reflect on these themes, to also reflect, though, as a kind of a counterbalance to, to feed into this longing to know that we are unique and loved and that God has made us, uh, on some level, uniquely individual. I think it's also important to reflect and observe that God often uses ordinary things to accomplish the extraordinary. Just think about the miracles in Jesus' ministry, whether he's turning water into wine or a few loaves and fishes into a feast for thousands, or how he heals a blind man using spit and mud. You know, the gospel, these stories, and the good news of Christianity is not that 
God does exceptional things through exceptional people. It's that God does exceptional things through very ordinary people. And that's really good news for four, because that means that in Christ, the burden of feeling like you have to be maximally unique is lifted. And you're free to celebrate your uniqueness as a God-given gift. But you are also liberated from the fear that if you can't capture that perfect song, that uh, perfect um, sentence, that perfect stroke of the brush on the canvas, that there's somehow that's going to somehow lead to a kind of collapse. You can be liberated from that fear. We can pursue great artistry and deep authenticity, but also at the end of the day, recognize in a healthy way that regardless of the level of our skill, we're only ever bringing Jesus loaves and fishes, and we're asking him to do a miracle with that. And so as fours lean into these truths and grow in these truths and learn to temper this burden in their heart to be unique and to settle into this place where they can recognize and share and embrace their commonality with others while allowing God to speak the truth into their own hearts that they need to hear, which is that they are unique and they are special and they have a unique window on the world that often artistically they will need to express healthy fours will become creative and emotionally honest and connected and inspired by beauty and they will know and believe and live from a place of trust that they are already christ's special and beloved child and so they're not going to need to strive to be unique in order to receive the unconditional love they long for they're going to realize that because of what jesus has done that they are seen and loved 100% of the time and that they've done nothing to deserve it. God simply loves them for exactly who they are and in their uniqueness and their idiosyncratic expressions of their personality, they are God's beloved child. So whether you are a four or you know a four, I hope this very brief overview of fours has been helpful and have a great day.